What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We're back, everyone. The Creator Spotlight here on The Spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That's still Steven Jensen and below us. A name you know, a face you're familiar with here on Fightful. She's one half of the Impact Post Show. And for she has to work with Joel Pearl every Thursday. She is one third of the upcoming AEW Collision Post Show with Riccicino and Rydia. She's a Tic Tac star. She is Cresta star. Cresta, how are you doing? I'm alive, and that's more than I can answer for. How are you guys? How are you, Jeremy? How are you, Stefan? Stefan, Steven, your name yeah. always throws me off. It's Steven, not Stefan. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that happened. That happens to that happens to so many people. Like Diamond Chic, Diamond Chic buried you, Stefan. He yeah. did. That happens every now and then. Well, most people just call me Jensen, to be fair. So, like, it's you know, it just is what it is. But yes, good to see you, Cresta. Um, of course, I know Cresta through doing the Impact pay per view post shows whenever. They have been, you know, every one, one, I guess, four times a year is when I'm on there uh, talking impact with Preston and Joel. So, yeah, good to have you back on here or back on here for the first time. But, you know, good to see you, Preston. Excited. Happy to be here. Cresta, let's start with uh, an easy one. How'd you get started in wrestling content creation space or just content creation space in general? All right. So wrestling is a kind of a complicated story. I've been watching wrestling. There's pictures of me playing duck hunt with my diapers with the gun. And then in the background, you see the TV with WWF going on in the background. I stopped watching around, I want to say, the Ruthless Aggression era. John Cena literally just came out. He literally just did his promo with Kurt Angle. And then I had to go to work. (laughs) And work lasted (laughs) a very long time, if you know what I mean. Um, I started recently in 2018. Um, I had moved into my grandmother's old house and me and my little brother used to butt heads a lot because, you know, little siblings, they get on your nerves. What, what, that's what they're supposed to do. Um, I was hanging out in his room one day and he had on wrestling. He always had on wrestling. I ignored it. But it was a series of you had it on, you had it on. And then he was playing, I think it was 2K19. And he was playing somebody and their legs and their body was half in the ring and half outside. And I started dying laughing. He's like, you could watch this in wrestling. I'm like, nobody's body's half inside the ring, half outside the ring. Then I started watching it, and really, Money in the Bank 2018 is what did it for me. I believe that Ronda Rousey was challenging Nia Jax for, not Ronda Rousey, yeah, it was. It was Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey for the women's title, and Alexa Bliss cashed in. I had never seen a woman like Nia Jax wrestle, ever. The old, the biggest woman i ever seen was China. So to see Nia Jax, I was like, wait a minute, hold on now. They got girls like this, and I was a Ronda Rousey stan when she was in UFC MMA. I always thought it was funny how she left, and WWE was like, she got bored and came here. I'm like, okay, that's how it happened, but okay, let's go with that. I'm I'm here for it. I like Ronda Rousey. So that's what really started. I started getting into all the characters, Baron Corbin on my TV every week, Roman Reigns before he was a heel. Do you remember that? Seeing them every week, and my little was like, yo, if you still like wrestling, buddy, have you seen Impact Wrestling? At first, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I think they were doing their Wrestle House or whatever it was. It was it was too much, too much, too much, too much for me <laughs> at first. But now that I've been doing it and just uploading the reactions, I've been doing content creation for God knows for like 10 plus years, mainly in the video game space. 
I just started uploading the videos I would do for video games for wrestling, just recording it. And it took off from there. What really set it off was that people thought I thought that wrestling is real. Mm, so okay. you know what let's go with it let's go if you think it's real <laughs> then i think it's real and if you think that i think it's real well i have a bridge to sell you in uh idaho come on let's go like that's how that's it started. so funny <laughs> so there's people that so you got a lot of attention for people thinking that you thought wrestling was real and then you just like rolled with it yeah like bro I knew wrestling was fake when I was a kid. When Triple H kidnapped Stephanie McMahon, took her to Vegas, got married, and nothing happened. That's right. like, ain't yeah. no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. But I react so, I guess, viscerally. People are like, oh, my gosh, she really thinks this is real. And it's like, come on. I've I seen Big Boss Man get hung, show up to work next week. I've seen Paul Bearer get uh, buried, show up to work next week. Come on now. But it's entertainment. Why not lose yourself in it? Quite literally, people have whole arguments over if Thanos really did the snap. And what about uh, Beverly Hills Cop? People will argue about things that aren't real. Let me argue about people that aren't real either. You really think Hulk Hogan's name is Hulk? His name is Terry. Right. Right. <laughs> That's in court. That's in court that they are two different people right there. Yes. Exactly. It's kind of oh like when gosh. he says, I got kids. He's like, how many kids you guys? Like, how many tax write-offs can I get? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So what, what started you in like the video game content creation stuff and like what kind of games or like what type of content within video game uh, content creation? I used to be a huge slutty nerd, like played world of Warcraft. I don't, I don't, I used to say professionally, but I never was professional. I was just in like a server first guild being really sweaty. Um, but I would just upload League of Legends. I've been playing video games, like I said before, since like Duck Hunt. So it started off with World of Warcraft. We would do raids and I would um, stream my raids for people to see. But my PC at the time was dog. Um, when I got a new PC, it mainly switched over to League of Legends, RPGs, like Chrono Cross, Chrono Trigger, Legend of Dragoon, Mario RPG, stuff like I didn't get a chance to play when I was a kid. I got two brothers. You think I was using a Nintendo? <laughs> Wasn't happening. Um... <laughs> And I don't know. I've just been streaming forever. I there. I remember exactly what started it. Matter of fact, I had a dumb ex-boyfriend. Was like, oh, you're a girl. You're on the internet. They'll just throw money on you. And I believed it. <laughs> the biggest scam. And um, I'm an attention whore. What can I say? I, I like to entertain people. That's why I do drag now. So that's that's actually. That's fascinating because like, so for people that don't know, she was using a lot of gamer terms there talking about sitting around, sitting there playing World Sorry. of Warcraft, being extra sweaty. Like that means she's she's grinding the game. She's trying to win too. She's not just playing casually. She's sweating. She's she's trying to get the dub. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that's what that you what you came from. So do, do you like, are you familiar with streamers like Asmongold and those kind of people that are like big World of Warcraft, like Twitch streamers or like, have you all just kind of done like your own thing in that space or? I've been streaming so long. I've seen Phantom Lord come and go. Casey Tron come and go. Wreckful. Uh, right. Yeah. I've seen Wreckful come oh, and I go. Well, Wreckful hasn't yeah. come and gone, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but I've seen I've seen so many people and I'm not I've never been a big time streamer. I wish I was, but I've just been playing games. I kind of stay in my own lane. And in New York City, I specifically I started doing events. So League of Legends had their worlds in New York a couple of years ago, I want to say 2017, 2018. 
no, that's a lot, maybe 2016 even. And I had did a lot of League of Legends content at the time, but I also do event planning in my muggle life Well, I used to. Um, so we had a whole after party here. We got to meet a lot of the pro players, but I'm all about fostering a community. I like to talk. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. But if we're not talking about the same thing, I'm bored. So I want you to come in, like what I like. I will be a translator, a cunning linguist, a community curator, <laughs> whatever. So if it's video games, has a lot of overlap with wrestling, which has a lot of overlap with this. And to me, wrestling and drag is one and the same. You put on the lashes, the hair, and you the hair and the heels, and you go outside and either you powerbomb someone or you do a death drop. It's the same thing. Okay, we got to talk about drag because I didn't know it was it was this deep with you. So how did that get started? And then I got a lot of uh, kind of drag questions and drag queen questions as well. And I don't know if people know a, that about me that I'm a big fan of the drag queen. I, I only know yes. that I, I only know that you are because like whenever you're in the opportunity, you'll start deep diving this. This is the one thing I know yes. nothing about. So like this is, I'm, I'm I'm interested, but this is going to be Jeremy's. Yeah, you go ahead and take it away because I, I don't even have I probably won't even have follow up questions, Freddie, for this. I'm this is so outside of my realm. <laughs> But Jeremy, yeah, get your questions out there, Jeremy. I'm very interested. Go ahead, Jeremy. Hit me. Hit oh, me with so, your best so how, shot. Okay, how, did, how did that start for, for you, getting into drag? Um, I went to performing arts, uh, a performing arts school here in New York. Shout out to LaGuardia. I got kicked out of there for cutting school. Shout out to LaGuardia again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but while I was there, um, I'm a little ashamed, but let me, let me start the story over again. Let me try this. I grew up very ignorant, unfortunately. And it wasn't until I went to a performing arts school and I had someone who was gay be like, girl, you're doing it wrong. You're saying all the wrong things. Let me open up your eyes. They took me to this gay club called Esquilitas in New York. It doesn't exist anymore. But when I say something changed within me that day, but I only saw that there were men. So I was like, women don't do this. And as I got older, the women that did do it were trans and queer. And I always tell people I'm cishet scum. I'm just an ally. So I never want to take a space from someone who may be queer or gay or whatever um, from something that's basically for their community. I ended up working at this place called Dallas BBQs. And there I met my friend Jesse, who you guys might more commonly know as Britta Filter on RuPaul's Drag Race. When they started doing drag, my eye opened up even more and we lost contact. They went to Drag Race. Then I went to TwitchCon last year and I saw Bitch Pudding, the winner of Dragula season one. Whoa, this whoa, must... whoa. You can't just walk past. There's someone called Bitch Pudding? <laughs> yes. Yes, but it's B-I-Q-C-C-H Pudding. She won Dragula, which is like if RuPaul is WWE, Dragula is AEW or WCW, okay. if you will. So they won Dragula season one and they were a mustached woman and they were so funny and it really changed my whole perspective. It, it changed between RuPaul's Drag Race and meeting Bitch Pudding. It changed my whole perspective of what drag is, could, and what it can be. A mustached woman, cisgendered women, it doesn't matter what you identify as on the gay, straight, homosexuality spectrum. Drag is art and it's a performance. So I... Just said, screw it. I'm going to do it. I don't have a drag mother. I'm a motherless child. So I just said, YouTube exists. If you can learn how to be a rapper and code AI on YouTube, I can learn how to glue down a mustache. I can be Vince McMahon. 
and my drag has pretty much become a love letter to video games and wrestling. I have so many concepts in my head. Like I have a whole Orange Cassidy concept. I haven't done my first show yet. I got a whole Bianca Belair thing, Ultimate Warrior with songs. I just have to get out there, but I'm a loser and I stay home and watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I honestly like, I'm glad because I, I'm, gonna be fully transparent i didn't know that i honestly didn't know that drag like what that like that is what drag actually was like, mm -hmm. I, i'm aware of drag but i because like i guess i would have like this might sound super ignorant i don't mean it to but like because we've we've interviewed uh ashley like usually a cosplayer mm -hmm. like it seems like a lot of similarities kind of in those worlds like is that is that kind of fair to say because it's like i don't know i just don't know a lot about drag and i didn't know that like many like like cis women did it i didn't i just didn't i just didn't know that that's actually i just learned a lot just then <laughs> <laughs> i will say the difference between drag and cosplay is that i feel cosplay is more i'm gonna model and i want to do it verbatim while drag is more of the performance the art piece so when okay. i say i want to do something like orange cassidy am i going to look like orange cassidy maybe you could see the similarities, but Orange Cassidy wouldn't give you the rock. Gotta, ga, 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 ga. I might. see, <laughs> and that's and that was my that's your you exactly answered my question just then because that's why I was getting the cosplay kind mm. of in my head was you were mentioning you were gonna like dress up like these characters you're just talking about. So I see it's like a, it's like a performance kind of based on exactly. someone versus like a direct like you're out like at like a Comic Con type thing like pretending mm. you're Orange Cassidy looking exactly like Orange Cassidy. It could be a one for one, but if to me, when I think of Orange Cassidy cosplay, I think of maybe an ab plate, jean jacket, jeans, sneakers. When I think of drag Orange Cassidy, maybe a chest plate. If you want, you could tape your boobs out, whatever it is, put down the shirt, but I would bedazzle that jacket. My sneakers would be heels and my glasses would be like um, Lady Gaga. So when I go out and I want to perform, it might start off with the lazy, mm. Mm, but as the song goes on, it's like, ah, ah you want to give levels to it. Almost like ring psychology. Orange Cassidy does come out there, do your sad kicks, whatever. But as the fight goes on, you got the orange punch. I'm giving you energy. So it's it's the same thing of telling a story in a ring. You want to tell a story in your performance. And that's like mainly like done on a stage, like live in front of a crowd. So like that's sure. the whole, the whole, is that, but like when you say perform as Orange mm. Cassidy, like that's pretty much what that, the performance is, is like you're doing like a like a dance entertainment type yeah like a lip sync or even a spoken word you could do something like that so if orange cassidy had like a promo like the only promo that sticks out in my head is love uh, last week or two weeks ago he was backstage with renee after he wrestled the match and he said renee i'm tired she said me too bud yeah yeah <laughs> But you would do something like that, have it mixed into a bunch of other songs, and then you would want to entertain the people because drag, you're just giving me money, girl. So I, how am I going to give you money if I'm doing just... It oh, wait, that's part of it I'm forgetting about. Wait, so you're making money as this is happening yes. in real time. Oh. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay. So I haven't drew a dime yet. Call me Jeff Jarrett. Oh, <laughs> wow. This is actually fascinating. Like, I didn't know like any of this. Wow. Okay, Jeremy, if you want to get like, I know you have like actual like deep dive questions about this. I'm glad like- you're learning something. Jensen, when I first watched uh, Drag Race, it was the most fascinating thing in the world to me. And yes, the performances are amazing. I've been to a couple of drag shows, some of the, some of the big times, some of the smaller ones and just like local stuff. Um, and it, it is, they are just 100% performers. And Chris is right in that a lot of crossover between wrestling. You're putting on an outfit, you're transforming into a different person and you're going out there and you're doing your performance for, for the people and you're giving, you're giving whatever you're serving, whatever you're serving. I'll try to use uh-huh. a little bit of drag term here. Um, who are some of your favorite drag performers, Cresta? Bianca Del Rio. Um, I think Let's go. I'm Let's <laughs> go. That's my favorite. That's I ab- think absolute funny. favorite. But I don't know if other people think I'm funny. And the kind of comedy that I do is very much shady, Bianca Del Rio. Like, you wore that outside? I mean, I'm brave too, but <laughs> goddamn. Like, <laughs> it, it's funny to me because to me, it's, it's, it's that backhanded, funny comedy. That's why, like, when you, when you talk about the overlap of wrestling, when someone calls someone else a carny piece of shit on wrestling, oh, that means you are out here working, 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 Don Callis. You working. You are working. And I love it. I love it. Because when you see someone who loves the sport so much that they're really ready and willing to do the, the best, the worst acting you've ever seen of their life. Come on now. It's the same thing with drag. It's a joke. It's funny. It's comedy. You're in on the joke. Um, one of my other favorite drag queens, Sasha Colby. Um, she just won Drag Race season 15, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's also a level of femininity that comes with drag that in my everyday life, I don't typically experience. I, I tell people that I'm either crest the star or don't perceive me. I'm no face from spirited away. Leave me alone. Don't even look in my direction. I'm this so it's it's nice to see people being feminine sometimes you want to go on stage whip your little ponytail feel the fantasy um another drag queen that i really enjoy of course britta filter i love her i know her in real life so i'll always cap for her and one that's never been on drag race miss sherry vine she's old as shit and i love her to death um (laughs) there's wrestling drag queens i have to give a shout out to this podcast that doesn't come on anymore called nobody's watching wrestling miss berica andrews she has a beard, and they talked about wrestling from Survivor Series. So I think they stopped around the launch of AEW, which is very sad. So Bob the Drag Queen is a big wrestling fan. 10 out of 10. Love, the, love Bob the Drag Queen. Didn't know that. <laughs> yes. I, I listened to an interview with him, and he was talking about wrestling. He big McFoley fan. And I was like, I'm just going to write an article on this because it's a great crossover for me. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Bianca um, Del Rio, my my absolute favorite. I saw her live. One of the, the greatest quotes ever that I still use is when she was on Drag Race. And the let me ask you a question. What do you do successfully? 
Justin, all time, all time dig, (laughs) all time dig. I have the pleasure of seeing Bianca before she was on Drag Race. In New York City, they did a, um, uh, what is that? They did a viewing party for the winner of season five. And um, she was the host. And I was thinking to myself, this bitch is funny. If she went on Drag Race, she would win. And sure as shit, season six, she got all that she wants. (laughs) New York City has a good track record. Listen, I'm going to do it one year. Maybe when I'm, I don't know. I got bad knees. (laughs) Sherry Vine, uh, I think she opened for Bianca. (laughs) And she sang How I Blew Ya to the tune of Hallelujah. Uh, just an amazing performance an amazing performance everybody just google or youtube sherry vine how i blew you but it's every time i hear sherry hallelujah now i i hear that song i hear how i blew you and it's uh it's, it's a problem around christmas time when they play that song a lot um just make up words that's what i do with the cody Rhodes song just make up words. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hey for what it's worth i am um, so i looked up bitch pudding on google and um Looks like a pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the makeup, like the face paint, makeup type. Like that's I, I. I see what you're talking about. If I had to pin bitch pudding's aesthetic, she would be poison from Final Fight, Street Fighter, the various one with the top hat, the crop top, the whip, and the booty shorts. That's that's bitch. <laughs> oh, the mic went out. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think she kicked like the cord or yeah, something. Got unplugged. Everybody's no, that's like, fascinating. Yeah. This is obviously a world I know nothing about. Um, that's exactly what happened. I kicked my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I know that game. Um, but uh, yeah, that makes that makes sense though. I could definitely see like the crossover between like this and like pro wrestling, like that kind of world. Very interesting. So like, so when you do your your drag show, like when you're up there, are you are you doing a whole mixture of song, dance, comedy? Like, and like, how long is like a set while you're up there? So I officially started this year. This is my first year. I haven't booked a show yet. So if you're watching this and you want to book me, um, <laughs> I haven't booked a show yet. But I did apply for the Twitch contract showcase because it's all going to come full circle. And um, again, I did go to a performing arts school. So I can either right. sing, play an instrument, Or I could lip sync. And to me, lip syncing would be more ideal. I would love to do like a mashup. Maybe like, also you got to know your audience. I don't think I could go up to a gay club and do in the middle of my song. You know all men are created equal, but you look at me and Samoa Joy, you can see that that statement is not true. (laughs) Then I'm like, what the hell is that? Conversely, if I go to like uh, a straight establishment and I try to do the Bianca Del Rio let me ask you a fair and honest question. What do you do successfully, quickly? People come like, you know? So in an ideal world, I would love to do something like, if I could go to like a Russell Con and they have like a little drag showcase, I would totally cut it up to Joe Hendry's theme song because I'm a clown, you know? Oh, and, you know, yeah. I would love unfor- Unfortunately... Hulk Hogan's theme song slaps. It has slapped since the day it was born in the 80s. But can you imagine when it starts coming down and it hurts inside? <laughs> that would be something I would love to do. But um, until that day comes, again, call me Jeff Jarrett. Never drew a dime. Hardest working woman in show business. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what you mentioned, you mentioned Joe Henry. I think everybody who watches the Impact Post Show knows your love for for Joe Henry. So, what is it about Joe Henry that just has you so attracted to this man? Respectfully and disrespectfully, that's a high, that's a fine man. Hallelujah, that's a fine man. <laughs> Besides that, yo, his promos when he was coming to Impact were the worst. He, he took some man's <laughs> baby. He took some man's inheritance. You cheated on some man. You're the worst, <laughs> and you're a motivational speaker. You're you're quite literally the worst. But I'm here for it. I I love a heel. I love heels and wrestling. You get to do any and almost everything you want. It's kind of like my obsession for Zelina Vega. When she told Kayla Braxton, "I may be shorter than you, but you're still beneath me." That's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love a good heel. So to me, Joe Hendry is funny. Now. Finding out the history of Joe Hendry made me love him more. He was on Impact before, and apparently he was trying to get a contract. He would screw everybody out of everything to get one, and then he left. When the world needed him most, he left. So I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Plus, remixing your songs to make fun of people. I, I literally built my TikTok empire on adrenaline in my hole. So I can appreciate... <laughs> I literally can appreciate uh, you were indie famous. Now you're really rich. But to me, you will always be edges, bitch. How rude. How rude. Wow. You're going to disrespect me in song. <laughs> How rude. That's incredible. I Joe mean. Hedges a genius. I mean. Jensen, I'm, I'm, how do you feel about yeah. adrenaline in my home? I mean, I'm wearing, you know, rock and kill you right now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm using that today. Like, I mean. <laughs> That's that's uh, that's gonna be a, a regular term in, in my household. Adrenaline. I in my stole hole. that <laughs> from Candy Lee. She's an independent wrestler. She's put on Twitter, "Adrenaline in my hole," because I think this happened when Cody was wrestling and Nia Jackson just ripped her hole on TV. Oh, so she was sense. yelling out my hole. So <laughs> one day on my TikTok, I was just recording like "Adrenaline in my hole," about to get beat up in Espanol. <laughs> All you see on my TikTok is just that song. And it went from like 20,000 followers to 80,000. So Joe Henry, you on to something. I see you, Pippin. <laughs> wow. That's so funny. Well, who, who else are some of the, I know I get a good you know, idea for it. Like whenever we, we talk for the post shows, but like who are some other people that you regularly watch in Impact like when you're reviewing the shows that you, uh, you, you consider yourself a big fan of at this point? mean gia miller because she's she is so funny on commentary because she's legitimately like it's that drag queen backhanded where she's like well i don't know what he's doing and it's the southern accent that just sends me gia miller is funny um thanks to joel pearl i am now a firm believer of jo johnny swinger and zicky dice oh yeah because <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like even if you're not a heel and you're someone like johnny swinger You've lost so much. I want to see you win, God damn it! I want to see you win. I want to see you win. Mike Speedball Bailey. Yeah. When I say the wrestling that this man does, holy hell, holy hell! Like not a heel, not a face, a straight wrestling. And I feel like he's one of those wrestlers that can do technical really good, high flying really good. He's a hard hitter. He's just amazing. Josh Alexander doesn't get enough fucking flowers for him holding the Impact banner. He is such a good wrestler. I remember him way back in the day when he was with the North, and I thought him and Ethan Page were great. So to see him, like, unfortunately relinquishing the title the way that he did, I hope he has a speedy recovery, but, like, put some respect on his name. 
Um, <laughs> Joe Pearl told me that <laughs> Steve Macklin told him that he's like, well, Cressa called me generic. And I'm like, it's not that you're generic. It's not it. Listen, Stone Cold was generic. Y'all had black trunks, black boots. I could do like this. I guess who you are. That's, that's nothing wrong with that. I will say Macklin is phenomenal. You know, I, I forget that he was in Forgotten Sons. And <laughs> God damn it, that's amazing. I think Steve yeah. Macklin needs more respect on his name too. Just the impact roster in general. I've loved Rosemary from the first time I found out women were doing hardcore matches. You know what I mean? And I tell people that a lot of your favorites in every promotion come from impact. A lot of your favorite moments come from impact. The Samoa Joe Scott Steiner promo. Classic. Hulk Hogan, we coming for... No, that was WCW. That was WCW. That was WCW. We did get Hulk Hogan uh, smashing, uh, getting a guitar smash over his head by Jeff Jarrett, and then them never paying that off, though. That was that was impact. There was also um, Bully Ray with aces and eights turning on Jeff Hardy, thinking that Jeff Hardy had a friend. You know what I mean? Like There are so many great moments in impact that people don't give it a chance for. Now, I wasn't watching from the TNA transitioning into Impact Dixie Carter mess because that's why I understand a lot of people are like, you know what? You can spit in my face so many times before I'm like, I didn't sign up for this bukkake. I've had it. So I get it. But I will say Impact is a different product now. I implore mm -hmm. people to watch it. Khan, who used to be in the Ascension, who I used to yep. shit on for free, is now at least doing better. I at least get to see this man wrestle. If you've never seen the Ascension in NXT, you're not going to know anything about Khan. You're going to think he was a jobber if you remember them. Now in the design, even though they're not really doing a lot, a lot, you get to see this man showcased. Same thing with Trinity. I've only ever known Trinity Naomi in WWE. Impact is a different beast. And in my opinion, my opinion... Impact Wrestling has the best women's division out there, period. Everybody has good athletes, great athletes, amazing athletes. But Impact Knockouts Division is the best representation of women wrestling on TV, bar none. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Other places have great moments. But the division as a whole is, is better from mid-card, lower-card to the main event scene. Yeah, I've, I've actually said that a, a lot myself. Um, I But I, the way the caveat for me with that, to be to be fair, is that I think this is just me personally. I think that if you're looking at it like brand by brand, like if you're looking at like Raw, SmackDown, uh -huh. Impact, AEW, like if you look at it like that, I think that Impact definitely, like bar none, hands down, has the best collection of women. But like WWE as like an overall system, if you put all those women together, that that's more of an argument for me. Would be like, uh, but if you put like Charlotte and Becky and Bailey and Sasha and well, and Sasha's not there anymore, but all these people together on one brand. But I, but I, but I'm, I'm agreeing with your point though. Is uh -huh. like Impact Wrestling's knockouts division. Um, on if you're if you're talking about watching one singular show of wrestling, I think that they have the best women that you can find collectively in the world. So, I will say the caveat to the WWE thing is only when it when they all when it all works together. Because I would be a liar if I said Becky Lynch being the man that every woman in that part, even Nia Jax who broke old girls' nose, everyone, it, it, they played their part. But when it doesn't work, you got Charlotte Flair throwing a belt at Becky's feet. When it doesn't oh, work, sure. <laughs> it, sure. it's awful. Same thing with, with AEW. I love AEW seeing how far Britt Baker, Jay Cargo, just today, two women, how far they've come and how they're like dominating the main event scene. That's great. But where's Serena Deeb? What is Hikaru Shida doing half the time? There are other why do the originals come out? one by one when the outcasts are going to jump you. Like there are certain things where it's like, bro, you've got all the pieces. Make it work. Ah! <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. I think that makes a lot of sense what you're saying with that, because they do treat 
it feels like when you see the women on the impact show, it it's never like, it's all, it's always like worth being on. Like, if that makes sense, like, like you're not, you don't feel like you're wasting your time cycle. watching. Right. Yeah. And like, and, and they're, and they're really good at making their championships ma- like matter. Like yeah. their knockouts title is super important. And as a matter of fact, because they do so much intergender wrestling and impact, like the knockouts champion, you can, conceivably believe could also be the world champion like absolutely I, like like i could totally see jordan grace or absolutely. diana Prazo winning the world title so like as a matter of fact they should do a story at some point of diana versus macklin i think honestly oh that would um, be camp that so, would be so yeah. that would be iconic on yeah. so many levels like when on twitter the other day someone had said oh cj perry i see you really did break up with miro and miro quote tweeted it said she's with bobby lashley you ain't no that's the type <laughs> of shit i like to see that's what i want to see diana Perazzo versus steve back oh i i mean i don't mean to bring up voldemort's of wrestling but if y'all could do a good storyline with tessa blanchett and sammy callan who was a biggity piece of crap beating busting people open every week you could do it with Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo. You you could have even did it with Chelsea Green. Because, like, that table spot with Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo went to, like, two tables off a ladder. Disgusted. But also, they showed up to work next Thursday, like, <laughs> like yeah. I can see it. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've been saying for a while, like, you could put you could put the world title, the Impact World title on, uh, in my opinion, it would be fine if you went with Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich, or Deanna Perrazzo. Mm-hmm. It built correctly. And that way also... Like, because the test thing is is a black eye on Impact's history. Yeah. It just is. And, like, it would be good, in my opinion. This isn't the reason you would give a woman the championship. But, like, mm-hmm. I think there's, like, a cherry on top of the cake scenario here where it's, yeah. like, someone like Jordan Grace deserves it already. But then in the history books, too, it's, like, it isn't just – every time you bring a woman champion, it isn't Tessa. And then, like, you're talking about all that. It's just, yeah. like, Tessa was the champion. But also, check out Jordan Grace. She's the champion now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree with that with, with with especially Grace and Perrazzo, just because like I think about how much work that they've put into impact. Even when I was watching it spotty back and forth off and on on the day, I always saw Jordan Grace and I always saw Deanna Perrazzo and Rich Swan and Eddie Edwards. They've been there since <laughs> since yes. the dawn of time. And I think that they deserve all their flowers. You know, Motor City Machine Guns too. Like let me they 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 live there. They that's their home. They live there. <laughs> They're the best. We love those guys. I want to circle back to something you'd said about Steve Macklin because mm-hmm. so you were the one who called him generic because you know Joel, you know Joel nearly got his ass kicked by Steve Macklin because he Macklin thought me. it was him, which I feed it into. But <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get Joel beat up on every show. That's that's my listen. I just be saying now. stuff, so don't take it personal. Um. <laughs> hey, Christ, if it makes you feel any better, and I'm like, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I've called Steve Macklin generic on this channel as well. Oh, there's some haters. Like he's not out here. Okay. So let me say this. He is not Macklin. The person is not generic, but black trunks, black boots. I could do this. And are you, are you Austin? Are you a young lion? Are you Kota Abushi? You know what I mean? Like, it's no tea. It forces people, however, to focus on your personality. Because there's tons of... Lucy LaDuca got called generic. <laughs> a RuPaul's Drag Race because of the blonde hair and the very cutesy-wootsy. But she's now a cultural phenomenon with let loose. So, Macklin, I remember Macklin's promos. I remember Macklin's wrestling matches. I remember... What Macklin does in the ring. If you ask me to describe Macklin's gear, I'm going to be like, say, I mean, come on, Austin Theory looked generic too. I mean, you're, I, 
it's not me. It's not me. I didn't no. do this. I didn't. I didn't do this, man. I didn't do shit. I didn't do this. And no, then- I agree. No, I I agree with you. I'll back you up on that because, like, with the with because on one side, like you say, like you said, like it does make you focus on like the in ring because you're just watching him wrestling and he has banger matches. Like nobody's nobody's like disputing that he's killed it since he arrived at Impact. Agreed. Um, but. It's it's one of the, and, I, and I do like the actual gimmick when they do start like deep diving his career like the uh-huh. military and stuff like that and then you start kind of realizing it's like oh yeah he's got the really clean look he looks like a guy who'd be like military like yeah I I get that but but I I think you'd agree with me the, what he looks like as just aesthetically on the screen in the ring as a wrestler it looks like you have turned the video game on for the first time it's time to create a wrestler. And you just skip the whole process. You just start with the creator wrestler and just get into the ring. It's not your fault. You're an amazing wrestler. But a lot of people, even John Cena had this problem when he first came out. Austin Theory has this problem now. Johnny Gargano, to an extent, has this problem. That's why he wears the colorful trunks. Like, it's nothing wrong with looking like a creator. There's nothing wrong with that. I can see it in my DMs now. Press the start. Whatever, like, I get it. But, like, I can point out Macho Man Randy Savage from a silhouette. Yeah, I could point out maybe Hulk Hogan, Billy Star Graham. I mean, superstar Billy Graham. You know, ah, I could pull out Ric Flair from a lineup. You know, and it's it it's it's not it's not your fault. You know, you, you, I blame I I blame society. You know, and if you want to wrestle me, that's fine. I understand, Steve Mackley. If we got heat, that's okay. We could wrestle. How much are you paying? And trust me, I'm gonna put you over the moment you grab me. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yes. Oh yeah. We'll make it clear right now. Like Steve Macklin, like we're saying, fantastic worker. I'm fantastic. happy. I'm I'm happy he's the he's he's the right guy to be the impact world champion. With Josh Alexander going down, like it like all the respect in the world to Steve Macklin. But it but it's it's a consistent conversation. It really is. It's like uh-huh. the one thing it seems like he's missing is just something about the look that's like the one thing that just feels like just a one little tweak that would make just yeah. put him over the top for a lot of for a lot of people i'm not saying to go and be dan housing or to go and be um oh my god what is his name with the beautiful hair and the robes from oh, avalon peter avalon no 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 oh, from new japan beautiful hair in the robes. not and it's not um now it's not okada is it okada not the man with the beautiful blonde hair and the cheekbones not him the other guy with the beautiful tanahashi Oh yeah, right. I'm not saying do that, but I'm like, you know, like I'm I'm not trying to S on your D because I think oh no, I said let me say shit on your dick because S on your D can mean another thing. Yeah. <laughs> I try to get beat up <laughs> respectfully. You know, I think he's an amazing wrestler. Again, I love the fact that the only person you kind of really lost to was uh Time Jacket. Uh what's his name? Oh my god. Kushida? Kushida? Yes. The only person you tapped to was Kushida. And even then, that was like, ah, you ain't messed up my arm for, ah, you're not doing that, you're not doing that, you're not doing that. I respect it. Listen, again, if you want to beat me up, that's fine. I'm I'm a worker. I'm, I'm working from the time I wake up, baby. So poke at me. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I want none of the smoke. Steve Macklin, uh, none at all. So congratulations, champ. We're going to have a formal line here at Fightful with people Steve Macklin's about to beat up on the uh, – who works here uh we have a we have a write-in question from a joel p uh it says will you play wrestling games on your twitch slash tiktok no <laughs> i don't <clears throat> so i don't like sports and wrestling games because i get very frustrated very easy and 
I like to watch wrestling. It's just not my judge to play. I'd rather play like a Street Fighter. If wrestling games played like Street Fighter or a Tekken, I'd be down for it. But they don't. I want to create a character and that's it. I, it's not my judge. I enjoy the hell out of it. It's just not my judge. Sorry. Did, so you, but you like you. It sounds like you love fighting games. Um, have you have you ever played Power Stone on the Dreamcast? Many many moons ago, when I was a wee young lass. <laughs> okay. there is, yes. Yeah. The reason I ask is because Power Stone and Power Stone Two are my favorite fighting games of all time. Like I still have a working Dreamcast, and like mm-hmm. I still play through that. Like occasionally I go on there and just so like just mentioning those games. Like that's that's where my head goes to is like those Capcom like fighting games or, or Street Fighter, of course, yeah. that kind of stuff. And I'm more of an RPG fantasy person type of anyway, and I love puzzle games. So if Carrying Cross start and God of War, maybe. <laughs> right, I got you. I, man, you know what? And you, there was a game you mentioned earlier. One of my biggest regrets, and I could always go back and do this now as an adult, mm-hmm. which I probably will at some point. But one of my biggest regrets was when I'll never forget this. I just have such a vivid memory of this this time period of my life. I remember getting Super Mario RPG or renting it mm-hmm. um, for the Super Nintendo, but while i had it rented was like around the holidays and i wound up getting a nintendo 64 for christmas and i just like shunned my and my super nintendo because now i had mario 64 Mm -hmm. and it was like whoa 3d like this is where it's at now and i never went back to play super mario rpg but i've heard by all accounts it was like one of the best rpgs ever justice for gino he needs to be in super smash brothers or something it it was produced by Square Enix, so it was different to any other Mario game you've ever played. And Mario 64 doesn't do it justice because it's literally like if you've played Final Fantasy 5, 4, or 6, it plays almost like that. You run up, you've right. got your moves, whatever it is. I played it later on in life, too. It's funny that you would say that because something similar happened to me. I had just got um, a Wii. I got Twilight Princess. And then two weeks later, I got World of Warcraft and I never beat that game. Uh, I never beat that game. I never beat Twilight Princess because World of Warcraft, like, I could be a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Are you currently part of, like, oh, sorry. Like, I, I, this is, are you currently, like, still part of, like, a Warcraft, like, guild and everything? Is that, you do raids and all that? Or it has been a very long time. I will say from doing World of Warcraft raiding, like I was in a server first guild. We did no lights in the darkness. That took a lot of practice. We were server first. It was brutalis, which is also another boss, but it was very rough. It was very rough. And the amount of effort that it requires to do, I wouldn't be able to watch wrestling. I enjoy having a life. I like to go out and have a drink every now and then. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. play World of Warcraft the way I was playing it before. You know, They take it seriously. Like, like you got to like be like, it's like practices like you got to meet up and do these raids and train and level up and all this stuff with your guild and if you don't they'll boot you and all i yeah i, I didn't have to deal all, with all that because I, I played starcraft so it was just like me and a few of my buddies were just always who'd you play in together. starcraft because i play starcraft too Ooh, like what race did i play yeah. as um proton hey protoss master protoss, that's what sorry, I'm protoss. Talking about. Yes, protoss. <laughs> yes um it's been a while I, I i i used to play i played the hell out of brood war that was oh, like same, my same. my era and then um, I I played some StarCraft too, but that came out while I was in college. So mm-hmm. like just, I just couldn't, and I didn't have a computer that was like powerful enough to really run it, right? Like mm-hmm. if I, uh, if like my screen minimized for any reason, I couldn't reopen the game, like just like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
So I, uh, but my buddies still to this day play here in Atlanta and every now and then they're like, dude, mm. you got to log in and, and play again. But I, I just, I feel like I'm so far behind not playing for the last, you know, 10 mm-hmm. plus years that I would just go on there and get destroyed so quickly. That's not even <laughs> going to be worth playing, you know? But, um, but no, yeah, I love, I love, I love Starcraft. That's a, that was a really, and it makes you, that was a game that like made me feel smart when I would beat mm-hmm. people at that. I'd be like, I out, I, it was my mind that beat someone, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, that's cool that you even know about Starcraft. My buddy, shout out to my, I've never, I'll never mention his name ever again, ever in, in history of the show. Shout out to my old friend, Kevin Zhao. His real name was Huafe. He was, I don't know where he was from. Probably he was like, he came from another country, went to my middle school and high school. Um, he was the smartest kid I've ever known in my life. He used to program my TI uh, calculator to like ah. do my algebra for, for me and stuff. This kid was awesome. And he was our hookup for stream keys. So like if we, so, so because we didn't, we were too poor to buy any of these games allegedly back in the day, allegedly um, he would send us stream keys so we could play like Starcraft and Counter-Strike and like all this stuff, you know, you know, without <laughs> buying the game allegedly. So um, shout out to, shout out to Kevin Zhao here on the show. Hopefully he doesn't get arrested for that after I just brought that up. Girl. <laughs> Blizzard. Narkin, Narkin years money. later here. <laughs> Yeah, no, knowing Blizzard, like you said, Cresta, knowing Blizzard, they they might come after me. So this is all a legend, they not real. Money. They ain't hurting for money. Blizzard <laughs> yeah. ain't hurting for money. Blizzard, I used yeah. to love Blizzard, but I now I will poop on them all. I love you, Blizzard, but you know, <laughs> you ain't hurting for money. You ain't hurting for money. Stop right. it. <laughs> Cresta, you're doing the Collision post show uh, starting June 17th. What do you expect from this show that doesn't have a venue uh, for the opening episode? Here, but what are you expecting when it comes to collision first show and then kind of maybe long longer term plans and it seems like it hinges around one one man i'm expecting that when the show starts we're gonna hear look in my eyes yo okay i get it we all work with people that we're not gonna like i completely understand sometimes you may even want to punch your coworker. But there's a lot of money on this table and you're doing the best you can with what you got, Mr. Khan. So I respect it. However, I don't see this brand. I I, I see this brand split going the same way WWE goes. We're going to have it like this for two to three business weeks. And then someone, either a higher up or the fans are going to be like, well, I want to see Jade on this show. Or I want to see FTR on this show. Or I want to see the Bucks on this show. And what Wild you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Wild card preseasonal invitational to the third power of ten. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm I want it to be good because I do enjoy AEW. I I like the product. And I say this as a joke. Let me preface and say I say this as a joke. But maybe Vince was on to something making y'all fight backstage because y'all don't know how to act. You want to argue and make a whole new show? <laughs> That's a joke. That is a joke. That is a joke. Don't fight your coworkers, you'll get arrested. That's a joke. But at the same time, it's like, bro. If, if, if everyone's making a million dollars and y'all got expensive contracts, there's no law that says I have to talk to you, bro. All I got to do is not kill you in the ring. As soon as this match is over, don't talk to me. I'll spit on your grave. Come, bro, like, I, I personally don't understand it. I have definitely worked with people who are like, yo, if you were on fire, be like, ooh. Or I might be like, oh, I didn't get my hands warm. But at the same time, I'm not going to let you fuck up my bag. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I'm expecting good yuck yucks. The brand split's going to last maybe two to three weeks. And uh, I want more Danhausen. That's what I expect. Put a title on Danhausen. My my official prediction, by the way, I think we talked about it 
on the spotlight. I talked about it on True Heel Heat earlier today with SP3 and, and those oh. guys. I um, If I had to make a prediction, I would guess that Tony Khan is going to fold and we're going to get collision in Chicago. CM Punk will be there and so will Steel. This is my honest thought. I think, I think, I think Tony will cave. I feel like because even if you let CM Punk go, you are literally throwing money away. And I cannot imagine what that buyout clause is. And this is just speculation nation. You know what I mean? I don't know anything. So if you guys like Cresta said, Cresta ain't say shit. I don't know nothing. I'm making this up. So <laughs> uh, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it makes sense to keep him. Like I didn't see CM Punk wrestle in his first WWE run when everyone was like, chanting for his name bro when i started watching wrestling people were chanting for his name until he showed up in aew and he didn't show up right away people were chanting this man's name and even now to a lesser extent people still want to know what's going on with cm punk you would be a fool you would be a fool a fool and i get we're not all going to get along with people but you would be a fool to throw that kind of money away and not for nothing i'm not trying to say to diminish anything it's not like he did something really out of pocket where you need to be fired. Y'all got, he said some out of pocket shit on stage. Y'all got into a fist fight. I grew up in the hood. Niggas fight. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you say whatever you want. I think. I don't know. We might have new rules here that I haven't been officially you told can, yet. So. You can bleep it if you want. Like, people fight. People fight. Sometimes you got to get it out your system. I'm not condoning it, but sometimes people fight. But I bet you you punch someone in the face after they even mess with you, they're not going to do it no more. I'm Again, I'm not condoning it, but like, you gonna let somebody mess up your bag and where you gonna go WWE because you know Punk ain't gonna go to the Fed, Punk right. gonna go to Impact. You gonna he gonna go to New Japan and I'm not saying that he couldn't, but he could. But like you gonna throw that money away? Be for real. Yeah. <laughs> well like y'all could be mad. Y'all have to shoot the fair one outside, but be for real. Be for real. Be for that's like letting the Bucks walk away or letting Omega walk away. Be for real. Be be astronomically for real right now. Yeah, I just think there's a balance of it without getting too into it because we talked about it, we talked about it a lot on our mm -hmm. show. But like, um, it's all it all comes down at this point to like the negotiations and the leverage and stuff of like mm -hmm. CM Punk. I feel like needs to stop asking like if if like Ace Steel is the breaking point. Like, sorry, Ace can't be there, but you can. Like, let's figure this out. Like, everything else seems to be figured out. Um, but it's one of those things where like ultimately. It would make for incredible television for him to be yeah. back. I'm not, I'm not ignorant or stupid, to, you know. But like at the same time, I also think at a certain point it just starts hurting the company to like keep bending over backwards for this guy. So it's a weird True. precedent to like, you know. But CM Punk's also an, an anomaly. He's like he's he's the only CM Punk that they have. But I also think if you're if you're gonna make these kind of demands and be in this kind of position, like the only kind of person, like if, if this was the WWE, for example. You better be Roman Reigns if you're making these kind of if you're gonna or be Brock like Lesnar. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Ago. Like exactly. Like that's like you gotta be Hogan in the nineties. You gotta yeah. be Austin in ninety-eight. Like that's like the rock in ninety eight. Right. And I just don't see punk as like that level anymore. Like I think he's still super popular and they can make a lot of money, but yeah, it just is what it is. But I but like I said, I think by the time collision rolls around, I think we are gonna have CM Punk back as a part of the show. Um and hopefully it's, I mean, if he comes back, it will be great TV. We'll just, mm. we'll just hope it, hope there's not repeated patterns and this keeps happening. I mean, if it happens again, then I think that Tony Khan, you have to be like, listen, I don't care how much money you draw. We're <laughs> yeah. not going to keep doing this in my locker room because I, I feel like we always have to loop back to Hogan. That's a prime example. Hogan, you drew, but at what cost? How many people were upset, never got a real push or anything like that for you? 
for you and your friends. And I'm not saying CM Punk is like that at all. I personally enjoy CM Punk and the limited knowledge, because I'm not someone who's going to like really, really read the dirt sheets. I don't want to know that sure. much. I'm here to be sports entertained. I'm, I'm the same way. Sure. But from what I understand, it sounds like CM Punk was talking crap about you guys in the, in the most media scrum. You came to see him and y'all got into a fist fight. Great. Again, you're not supposed to be fighting on company grounds, but I don't know the whole situation. And I'm and I'm adult enough to say that I don't know the whole situation. But from for the sure. outside looking in, if y'all got to go out back and shoot fight for 30 minutes till it's out your system, get it together because you both signed contracts. If you don't like each other, you don't like each other. What's the problem? Again, that's me not knowing the whole situation. And that's okay. That's okay to not know the whole situation. But it's also like just be sports entertained. I don't know. I hope it works sure. out for the best, you know. But again, on the outside looking in, it sounds like y'all just got into a fight. And it was like, well, I'm not saying sorry. I don't know the whole situation. <laughs> you know? sure. So go outside and back and fight. I don't know. I don't know. That's my answer to everything. Go outside and fight. I don't know. <laughs> Cressa, last one before we get you out of here. Uh, coolest thing in your room. Yeah, ask everybody. I'm kidding. Well, it was tough because I know you got a lot of stuff in there. Um, well, this is a green screen, love. This is a lie. <laughs> oh, that is a green screen. That's hey, you a good looking green YouTube? screen. Yeah. Huh? It is a green screen, love. It's yeah. Well, no, I can tell it now because I can see the corner. <laughs> I can see the corner of the screen moving now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't notice. Um, I thought you were sitting in front of a bookcase this entire time. <laughs> I actually thought. Oh wow! <laughs> I will actually show you the coolest thing in my room. Hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. I got truth by a green screen. Holy yeah, shit. you couldn't tell that was a green screen. I can tell when she moved. I mean, I can tell now with like the. Oh. It's my actual Stone Cold Steve Austin belt. There, but, oh, uh, there we go. Look at that. Let me take it out, and this is special and sentimental to me because I am someone who is a huge nerd, but I am always someone who changes their mind. So to invest this much money into something that a I think is cool, but has no other reason. But being cool is pretty cool to me. It's I actually brought it from WWE.com. I'm so cheap. I am so cheap. The fact that I actually brought one I, for a solid month, I didn't know how to act. I was walking around places like I'm a champ. This is one of the coolest things. And now I know why people would fall on the floor when you get you get hit with one. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> just just be, be careful out there, Cressa, because I don't know if you know the unwritten rule, but if you carry around a replica title at a wrestling show, it's 24-7 rules. So, like, if a fan comes up and tries to pin you for it, like, be prepared to defend it. Oh, y'all didn't know? I have, like, two wrestling moves. I have a whole wrestling gimmick. The coolest thing would be because my wrestler is a bully. So, once I get you in a side headlock takeover... Wet willy, ew. Oh. Then it's in your nose, ew. And then it's in your mouth. That's my finisher called the sewer. Ooh. <laughs> and then they, and then they, just, they just tap out. They either tap out or pass out. Exactly, because it's so net Earwax, boogies, and you're going to flush it down the toilet, which is your mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Book me. Yo, what's up, Scott? Gross <laughs> just thinking about it. Oh. From the moment I Gosh. wake up, I'm working. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I'm going to pull this on the kids now. Like, they ain't going to mess with me at all. Start doing Headlock, this to them. Get them in line. Willie, the nose and it, mm, down the toilet. Ah, tap, <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Dude, I can, see, like, I can see like Jimmy Lloyd doing this on GCW. Like, <laughs> like when someone's going to steal this, it's that here's this idea. Crest, so you need to get out there and then do it before someone takes it from you. I mean, I, I got bad knees. <laughs> <laughs> Creston, thank you for joining us today. Let everybody know where they can find you at. 
ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. Jeremy, Stephen, thank you so much for having me. Um, you guys can find me Wednesdays, Fridays on Twitch. Monday streams are gone because Grandma Star is old and she requires a lot of attention and I have to go far and fuck my life. Um, Thursdays, I'll be here on the Post Impact Show over on Fightful. And on Saturdays, starting June 20th or whenever Collision decides to come out when it finds a home. June 17th. June 17th, same difference. You <laughs> round it down. <laughs> I will be live myself and Iridian and Rick. We will be live talking everything post um, AEW. So be nice. Impact Loyal and Faithful have been very nice. You AEW fans and WWE fans, I got, I got my spray bottle. Please be nice. I'm so sad. I'll cry. I'll cry on camera. I don't care. <laughs> Creston, thank you so much for, for joining us. Again, apologies that you got to deal with Joel every single Thursday. I but, love Joel. Uh, I'll be all right. I love you, Joel. You're a mentor. You're, you're an educator. I don't care what they say about you. <laughs> you are the one. Uh, follow follow Cresta on Twitter. Check out the TikTok. Check out the Twitch. All the links are down below there in the description. Everyone can, can go follow her there. Check out the Impact Post shows every single Thursday here on Fightful. And then starting June 17th, check out the AW Collision post show cresta thank you again for joining us we really appreciate it guys stick around what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co